Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. to the altar. The Lord's here. He snuck in on us. <laughs> Look at these little ones. I prayed over these Martin boys. And uh, you ought to take your babies and pray over them on this altar. The hour that we live in Hell is after your children. Sure. It's after the children of this nation. Yes, sir. You ought to bring these back. While the Lord's here, it's just us. Amen. I counted about a dozen men. What about that? Twelve disciples here. <laughs> and about a dozen young men. We didn't count you girls. Sorry. <laughs> You ought to bring them babies to the altar, you young couples. You ought to bring your children and ask God to put a hedge about them in this hour. Hell's after the youngins. A strong devils have leaked out of the bottomless pit in the hour we live. That thing's fixing to open. There's a dragon well in Nehemiah. They said because there's a dragon hanging around that well when it was a wasteland. You reckon that's going to be the bottomless pit when hell erupts? A well right there outside Jerusalem? I mean, a few yards. Next to the Valley of Gehenna, which is Jesus looked over at the city dump. It was always burning. Carcasses of beggars and strangers, carcasses of dead animals, their worm, the fire, and that dragon well right next to it. When that bottomless pit opens up in Jerusalem during the tribulation period, well, that almost has to be it. Right now, Revelation 9, my daddy's old pastor said, them, them chains of the Tigris and the Euphrates are rattling. Them four frog demons, them unclean spirits going to come up out of there in that tribulation period. Don't you know that they're kicking and moving right now underneath that that destined mud. Strong devils. Ever since Corona was released on us. Little precursor to the tribulation period. Thank God the bride, the church ain't going through the tribulation period. Amen. We are pre-wrath, and that's before the whole seven years. <laughs> I'd get my children on an altar and pray. 
Amen. The Lord's here. He's astern. He troubled these waters. Amen. Thank God for an old-fashioned church that still prays. Takes a humility and a sincerity to pray. A lot of people go to dead church because it's very comfortable. You ain't ever got to move. You ain't even got to think. Right. You ain't got to exert a thing. Come in, plop down, stare at a wall, and leave an hour later. That's dead religion. This stuff will make you uncomfortable. It'll make you move. Right. Amen. It'll give comfort to some and discomfort to others. You ought to bring your children. Some of you, your children's not here. You ought to bring them to the altar. Prodigals. They're not even here, and you ought to bring them. You ladies, sing whatever's on your heart. Let's have a time of prayer. A thousand times I heard it as a shout of praise. Three little words sung with joy from someone so amazed. But every now
buried my preaching daddy, 78 years of age. <clears throat> buried him about three weeks ago. I want you to write something down or mark it. I'm going to give you his four life verses. He probably had more than that. What is it in Proverbs? Is it Proverbs 3 or Proverbs 4? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. 3. Proverbs 3. Somewhere around verse 4 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. And that's how my daddy lived. His daddy was a bad drunkard and died that way. His mom was a simple country woman with a lot of depth and a lot of Holy Ghost. God saved dad and that's how he lived his life. That's how he ran his life. Then Romans chapter 8 verse 14. That's how he ran his day. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It was absolutely amazing to watch how he allowed God to lead his daily life. Dad never worried about big things. He went to Wales. He moved to Idaho, didn't even know where it was. Bought a map in Kansas, and that's a true story. <laughs> Quit the job, sold the house, kissed both mothers goodbye, got rid of the bird dogs. He said that's the only thing that broke his heart. <laughs> a little church in Idaho called him to pastor, five people, and he took that church got in Kansas and said, you know, we better buy a map. <laughs> we have to go north at some point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he never thought twice about huge decisions that most people would worry themselves over. But the little bitty things, a set of tires, a pair of shoes, a phone bill, little bitty things, Oh, how he prayed over for as many as are led. And that's, that was his guiding principle. As many as are led by the, and he waited on God. That's how he ran his day. Romans 8, 14. Luke 11. Luke 11's how he ran his ministry. One more I'm trying to recall to my head. Let me try to remember it. I went over them at the funeral. Romans 8, 14. You got that one. Luke 11. Oh, how he ran his home. Genesis 18, 19. said about Abraham, for I know him that he will command his children and his household after him and that they may keep the ways of the Lord. 
And then God made him a praying man. He said, because of that, I'm going to show him what I'm fixing to do to Sodom and Gomorrah and three other cities. Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham feareth God, for I know Abraham, that he will command his children and his household after the word of the Lord. And that they shall keep the ways of the Lord. That's how Dad ran his home. Genesis 18, 19. Hmm. Y'all think Abraham asked Sarah permission when he offered up Isaac? Nope. The only time he did listen to Sarah, we got the whole Hagar Ishmael thing. That's why there's bombs in the air and boots on the ground tonight in crazy under chamber tunnels in the Holy Land. It's because a man followed a woman who didn't trust God. It's a temptation of every woman to take over. That's your temptation. Because you don't have control and you're afraid. You're afraid that neither God nor the man in your life is going to come through, so you're tempted to take over. It would be hard if I was Jennifer to look at Dean. That would, I'm not even playing, that would be a struggle to obey and submit and follow. Just because I wouldn't trust me. But it's every woman's temptation to rise up and take over. It's what Eve did in the garden. Lucifer said, hey, God's holding out on you. Adam ain't here. God's holding out on you. You're missing out. You might better take over this garden and do what I, I got some suggestions. It's every, it's every woman's temptation to take control because that's the one thing you don't have. And then the other side of the coin, it's every man's temptation to duck out of responsibility. Woman backslides, she takes over. When a man backslides, he relinquishes that and goes off somewhere. He doesn't take over, he takes off. Isn't that something? When I when I lived in Florida, everybody wanted to go to the mountains. We gotta get away and go to the mountains. I'd go to North Carolina and everybody up there was trying to go to Florida. We gotta get away and go to the beach. <laughs> Nobody was, I said, all y'all just trade houses and you'd be forever happy. (laughs) We're never happy with what we have. The man wants to take off and then he'd be happy. The woman wants to take over and then she'd be happy. It's a lie. It's all a lie. God made you what you are and you can be so content. Yes, sir. Sarah went with Abraham that whole way. We caught her laughing one time. But you know what? She laughed behind the tent curtain. That was nice of her. Never thought about that until just now. She did. 
she hid it. She was going to go with Abraham and go with God even if she didn't believe it. Isn't that something? She had the courtesy to laugh, at least behind the curtain. <laughs> she went. She went with every move they ever had. Her only problem was that she made up her own move one time. I'm going to make a move. It don't seem like God's given us a promised child. She went with every move God had. The only time she messed up, she said, I got to make a move now, God. My husband ain't coming through and God ain't coming through. That was my dad's verse. Now I'll leave you with this. And I'll be done. Hadn't it been wonderful in here tonight? Amen. Isn't it wonderful in here tonight? I, I didn't mean to put that in the past tense. He's here right now. Yes, sir. I'm giving this to you and I'm giving this to the church. This was how Dad ran his ministries. Luke 11, 11. That Proverbs was how he ran his life. Romans 8 was how he ran his day. Genesis 18 was how he ran his home. But Luke 11 is how he ran his ministries. Went to Idaho with five people. Went to Missouri, it was just a basement. Went to Tennessee and it was an empty block building with no windows, no doors, concrete floors. Supposed to have been a gas station. Everywhere he went required a miracle. Really did. Every church ministry he went to it required miracles for it just to survive, much less to succeed. Went to Maryland, a great old big rich place, they thought. And the former pastor, rascal. I tried to, that didn't work. <laughs> rascal. Very good microphone, works through, works through uh, tendons and bones and skin. <laughs> wow. And the former pastor, left them with a $1.2 million debt. The church thought they were debt free. Feller sold a building, built a building, and they thought they had $1.2 million. <laughs> they did not. Everywhere he went required miracles. This was his verse. Luke 11, 11. Give me the first two words. I don't know if it says or or and. If. <laughs> that, that's why I didn't know. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father. Do I got it right so far? Is this the or now? <coughs> oh, will he give him a stone? Or, there's my or, finally get there. Or if a fish, if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Is it singular, plural, serpent or serpents? Singular. Singular serpent. And if he asks for an egg, ask an egg, will he give him a scorpion? That was dead's promise. That was dead's scripture for all the places we went to by faith. <laughs> now, I have no idea what he believed about that because I never heard. I have 
no idea what it meant to him. <laughs> that was just his answer. They'd say, Preacher, how are we going to do this? And Brother, Brother Lawson, I never even heard him finish the verse. That was always his answer. He said, If a son shall ask bread, and usually, and Kathy, you knew my dad, Sister Kathy, he'd choke. Get choked up, cry, eyes would disappear. That big belly would shake. He was a man of great girth, and he wasn't doing no yogurt or aerobics to fix it. Men of great girth are great men. Talk to me. If I had me a little old skinny working out guy, I believe I'd fire him and force him to eat cornbread and buttermilk. <laughs> You don't want nothing with the little old fellas. If you're skinny and can't help it, God will be merciful to you. But if you're skinny on purpose, something's wrong with you. That's not in the Bible, but it's, it's in my Bible. I wrote it in the back. <laughs> God will be merciful to the skinny ones. His dad's belly would shake. Jowls would shake. Eyes would disappear, tear come up. That was his answer. How are we going to pay for this? If a son shall ask bread. Of any of you, that's I don't think he ever got past that point. I never heard him say the rest of the verse. We don't know what he believed about it. <laughs> and it never even made a lot of sense to me. Like there's a hundred other verses might be a little more specific. But that was his promise. Must have been what God told him when he headed to Idaho. They said, how y'all going to survive out there? And he said, if a son shall ask bread. <laughs> Woo! I've been looking at it since the funeral. And I'll tell you this while we're here. I'm giving, I'm giving that to you for this church. I don't know what dad believed about it. I just know he believed it. But I recommend y'all pray for bread. Amen. You might be holding it in your hands, huh? Yes, sir. Bread. You know my little thought about bread and that economy and the meaning here? Without it, you'll die. That was our right. daily food. Right. Give us this day our... Daily bread. Yes, sir. And then I'd be praying for fish. Told you last night what that was. Follow me and I will make you as sinners. As sinners. Y'all ought to be praying for fish around here. I drive through your little neighborhood. It's poor enough that they'll listen. Rich man don't want to listen. That's why America don't go to church. And because we're failing. By the way, all these churches that turned into theaters and Chuck E. Cheese's, they ain't doing no better than us. Help me now. And the ones that are full, you know, the only reason they're full, they quit having church. America don't like church. Let's give them a show or something. Let's give them some effeminate men flopping around. Some masculine women taking over. They're all used to that. They'll be right at home. Charismatic. Fish. <coughs> Two things I thought about fish. 
That was that Bible meat. Jesus ate fish in his glorified body. Y'all remember that? Stood on that resurrection shore, come and dine. And we bad just thought that was the Great Commission. We <laughs> that's just a life verse, come and dine. You okay? Not a problem. Coming, coming right now. John came fasting, Jesus came fisting. Who are you gonna go with? Jesus had the feast. John had the fast. <laughs> Coming down. And he told him that, and he had bread and fish on the fire. Now watch this. Watch your fish. Fish is meat and oil. You go down there to GNC. I go once every three months and restart a diet. <laughs> and then I usually, this month later, I have a bag full of stuff and I don't remember where it was. Oh yeah, I bought that. I was going to take that every day and be healthy. I'll start next month. You go down there and run into all that fish oil. Fish oil. Meat and oil. You know what our churches need? They need meat. Right. They need fish meat. They need oil, Holy Ghost. And then what's that last one? By the way, Brother Pastor, Brother Lawson, some of you men study. Isn't it interesting, the antithesis? I'm not sure that's the word I'm looking for. The opposite, the counterpart of bread is a stone. A fish is a serpent. A egg, scorpion. You know what that egg is? That's the miracle of life. Of course, he's talking about an egg there to cook with, eat with. But the Bible mentioned the egg. That's the miracle of life. <clears throat> Ain't that amazing? God looked in the garden. It's not good the man should be alone. And he made a man with a womb. That's literally what woman means. It means womb man. Taken out of her. Womb. And here came the egg. The seed of man and the egg of a, the miracle of life. This little flock. It's going to take a miracle for it to live. Sure. Now, don't read no drama into that. <coughs> it takes a miracle for any church to live and to stay alive. It takes a miracle. And it's a miracle only God could create a woman to carry the egg and then the seed of man and the spark of life. Isn't this an interesting hour to claim that men can have babies? I mean, good night, son. We just put a judge on the Supreme Court who did not know what a woman was. She couldn't define what a woman was. What the woman? She couldn't say. You turn your back on that Bible, you'll get so ignorant. Right. She couldn't say what a woman was. 
Now you can alliterate them. I think there's the scriptures and the sinners and the seed. We can do better than that because it's bigger than that. Every bit of it is life. How's this thing going to live? Now, isn't it amazing? What's the counterpart? Antithesis. Is that my word? Patrick, can we come up with a better one? Well, good. I feel very intelligent. <coughs> scorpion. You know what a scorpion's known for? <laughs> a tale of death. Isn't that the sting of death? Isn't that something? Here's a little egg, and then there's the sting of death. Life and death. I want you to know that God can make this thing live. He can give bread. He can give fish. Right. He can give the miracle of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com. Jesus, 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 Jesus.